0: The choice is yours. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. The choice is yours. yours. What are you you gonna do with it? it. Life is full of choices, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Life is full of choices. As a matter of fact, we all have them. Let me press that even further. To not make a choice is a choice. You ever had somebody say, What you gonna do? You say, I ain't gonna do nothing. You've just made a choice to do nothing. And as you look back over your life all year long, ask yourself, have I made good choices? Could I have done better? Where could I have done better? And watch this even furthermore. What do I do now in light of the choices I made? Don't let anybody tell you, well, I had no choice. You always have a choice. You always have a choice. And so today I want to look at that. As we look back, I want you to think about what you've accomplished or what did you fail to accomplish? And ask yourself, have I been, here it is, wise or foolish? Have I been wise or foolish? Now, let me readily say we all want to say I've been wise. I know I've been wise. Let's see. Uh, and some of you can say, well, you can count me. I know I've been foolish. But wait now, because I believe, honestly, if I was to take survey of the room, all of us have been a little bit of both. Amen. Somebody, I got a witness. I've been wise and I have my so you've had those foolish moments when you said, now that was stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. Come on, don't leave me there by myself. I don't know. I don't know what was. Oh, big mama would say. "Boy, sometimes you do stuff that you ought to kick your own self in the butt. Am I by myself? Have you ever done something like that? You say, now nah, you know what? I don't need nobody else to do it. I, I wish I can do it to myself because I've made some foolish decisions. And so I want you to I want you to look at that today. I want you to ask yourself this question. Have I been wise or foolish? And if you've been both, how do I operate more in wisdom as opposed to foolishness? Now, let me give you a working definition and we don't have it on screen, so you're gonna have to write. Let me give you a working definition of a choice. Working definition. What's a working definition for my visitors? A working definition is a combination of what uh, defined in a Bible dictionary, in our regular dictionary, and what the Lord has given me. So it's a combination of two. Here it is. A choice is the point in making a decision between two or more possibilities. Oh, boy. You ain't going to see me coming. A choice. Thank you. Amen, Clock. The choice. Is the point in making the decision between two or more possibilities, sisters? You really gonna love this, brothers. Just uh, uh, indulge me, if you will. A choice. Well, I like it when you like that. You listening? Extra large. That's my size. Extra large. A choice. <laughs> a choice is making a decision. Stay with me. Between. Two or more possibilities. Okay, let me show you how it works. Sisters, here's for you. You don't know if he loves you, sister, unless there's another woman he can choose. Oh, you ain't ready. You ain't ready for me. Oh, he loves me. If you're the only person he see, and he's never seen anybody else, okay, okay. That's why, watch this, with Adam and Eve, the first thing that brought them together wasn't love. Who does Adam have to compare Eve to? Uh Why do you think his reaction was, whoa, man. (laughs) Some of us, us, that's just. Why do you think he says, whoa, man, whoa, he had never seen a woman before in his life. Matter of fact, he didn't even ask for oh boy brothers don't you say amen too loud to that he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even ask for but God saw the need and God said it's not good and when God says something ain't good it ain't good he says it's not good for man to be alone so thus he makes Eve for Adam so watch it you don't know the person you would cares about you until there's somebody else they can choose now can I prove it to you Why you think you get mad, sisters or brothers, when you with your significant other, watch this, and they look at somebody else, and you say, why are you looking over there? (laughs) Come on, brothers, just look straight ahead. You like what you see? Because you're looking pretty hard. Oh, come on. And then he or she goes into, oh, no, boo, it's all about you. You my boo thing, and you know, ain't nobody And that really makes you feel good, even if you say, yeah, right. (laughs) But the point is, come on, come on. Brothers, you don't know she care about you until there's somebody else she can be with or she likes. Oh, boy, I'm trying to set it up. It's about a choice. And so uh, that's why you get mad. Well, maybe not you. That's why you get mad if she watching TV and she says, ooh, that chestnut. Mmm, Morris. Mmm, Adris. Mmm, Elba. Ah. Denzel. Oh, but he still got that Ooh. LL with them lips licking. Oh, come on, and it bothers you because at that point, brothers, whether you say it or not, somebody else ah, got that attention even for a minute. The point I'm making. Stay with me is that you don't know if somebody really wants to choose you until there are other options on the table. So ask yourself, are they with you because it's just you, or are they with you because they chose you? Because yeah. if you choose me, you got to take all that come with me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's up down good or bad my point is it's about a choice and you got to live with the choices you make amen and some of y'all sitting here looking like you've been sucking on prune juice but that's your choice you with who you choose whoever you with they didn't put no gun in your head say you better say you love me you better marry me you better no it's a choice like everything in life is a choice. Okay, now y'all ain't gonna get too loud now. If you overweight, that was a choice. <clears throat> All that stuff. I'm just big boned. No. This running my family. Stop it from running. <laughs> it's a choice. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. I'm telling you, it's a choice. Okay, watch the laughter stop. If you ain't got no money. It's a result of a choice. No, they don't pay me enough. No, they pay you enough. You knew what you was getting paid when you got hired. You just started spending money like water running out of faucet. Come on. It's a choice. Your health ain't where it should be. Ouch, because of a choice. And you always have a choice. So today. If you made some bad choices, you can change that. Today, if you decide to stay in that place where you are, that's on you. Because I am going to equip you with the aid of the Holy Spirit, how to know if you're going to make a wise choice or a foolish choice. Amen? Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 24. Oh, I don't have the clock, so y'all, ooh. I got freedom to run. Okay. (laughs) Somebody just said to my, oh, no, Reverend, no, don't run. (laughs) Matthew chapter 7, reading from New King James Version. This is uh, starting at verse 24. This is what's commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount, because literally that's what it is. Jesus preaching and teaching on the Mount. Now, stay with me, because I love to talk about the Sermon on the Mount, because Sermon on the Mount is the longest sermon Jesus preached. It's contained in three chapters. Now watch this. Three chapters. So we don't know if Jesus was a long-winded preacher or he was a, 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 one of them rush-get-to-the-point preachers. But we know he was very practical. And whatever he said, the people understood it. Whatever he said, uh, Brittany, gravitated the people to him that nobody left when he preached. Ooh, Lord, wouldn't that be a blessing? Everybody was glued to what he said because he was able to reach everybody where there was. He never talked over people's head. He never had a microphone, never had speakers, but everybody could hear him and everybody could understand him. And I believe, I really believe this. God's honest truth. That's why you come here. You hear it. You could understand it. The challenge is, what do you do with what you hear and understand? Because you can go, oh, boy, watch this, Ken. You can go to the right place for the right reason and still leave wrong. You can go to the right place for the right reason and still leave wrong because you didn't get what you needed to get. You didn't open your mind. You have have to come to this building. Let me say this again. This building, because I've got to get rid of uh, that old religious mindset that says this is the church. No, it ain't. Check the biblical record. This ain't the church. This the building. We the church. If we on the corner, we the church on the corner. Huh? If we at the park, church at the park. Come on, you hear people say that. And I, I have to continually say that because I want our minds to be renewed as we approach this new year. We need a new mindset. Because if your mind is new, all stuff will become new to you because you're going to think different. So Jesus is preaching this sermon uh, on the mountain. And it's three chapters long, and he gets to the close of his message. Watch me, Jason. He gets to the close of his message, and in verse number 24, listen to the practicality of what Jesus says. Watch me, Wally G. Watch what Jesus says and listen to how he says it. Now, Vanessa, three chapters now, he's been preaching and teaching. He ain't got no armor bearer, bringing him no water, no towel. You know, they ain't in chairs. Come on, y'all, I need y'all to get how important it is for them to hear what Jesus said and how clear Jesus and practically was in his teaching. Watch me, Michelle. Here it goes. Verse 24. Therefore, he's concluding it, Dr. J. Whoever hears these sayings of mine. In other words, what I just said, watch the verbiage and does them. Whoever heard it and does it watch what he says now i will liken him i will liken to a wise man or for the sake of our audience wise man or woman or wise person you with me yeah. what kind of wise person watch what you would say uh what kind of wise person here the wise person who built his house on the rock okay <laughs> boy so much there. he says now therefore in light of all the things you've heard. Okay, let me make it live for you. In light of all the messages you heard all year from Bishop Clark. In light of all those things you heard, things that have helped you, things that have blessed you. Watch this. If you do them, I'm calling you a wise person. And I'm going to give you an example. Oh, Jesus is awesome, teacher. And I'm going to give you an example, Brett, of what a wise person does. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Now watch this now. Let let, let let me, before I get into it, let me first talk about the similarities of these two people. Watch the text. It's two men that built two houses, and they both experienced the same storm. Stay with me, Scar. Two men built two houses. Each one built the house. But yet they both experienced the same storm. You with me? Two men, two people built the house. Now, let me just say something. That means they both got some money. You can build a house, you got some money. Come on, praying ain't going to build no house. You need to pray that you build it right. But these two men had money. They both built a house and they experienced a storm. Which means you can't tell if I'm wise or foolish because I got money. Well, he got money. That don't mean he wise. He just may be connected to the right people listen a lot of people that got money know people that got money and if you hang around people that got what you want you eventually get it you run with the wise you're going to be wise you run with fools you're going to be foolish all right let me just say that so uh the difference between the two men is that one is wise and one is foolish Ooh, boy. Now, I worked this this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I take no credit. I worked this this morning. Thought was back there, you know, talking to me like he do sometimes. And then I got to cut him off. And he cut me off and said, you need to be working. Right? Uh, Yesterday, I'm just setting it up. Yesterday, I was uh, with the family. We went out to get a bite to eat. uh, And uh, I told uh, my wife and my son, I said, uh, come on, y'all got to get back. I got to prepare for tomorrow. And her words to me, child, if you ain't prepared now. And unless you're a preacher, pastor, you can't get into their minds and see how they think. Because I want you all to notice about me, and I'm not saying you all think this, but especially those on Facebook or whoever your pastor, preacher, teacher is. Just because you don't see me right and watch me, Dr. J, don't mean I ain't working. Because my mind is always working illustrations popping out of stuff. I'm thinking of a scripture about something. Just helping people is working. And so I had to get back home. And so when I got to the back here, my mind was working and I said, Lord, I got to tell them how they can recognize a wise or a foolish person. Here it is. You want to write this down and ask yourself or pray, Lord, pray the prayer what the wise person does and then pray, Lord, stop me from being foolish. If you do what the foolish person does, a wise person, here it is, is a person who takes information, makes the right application for the situation stay with me you wise if you take the information because you here to get information also inspiration but you take the information and you make application of that the right information the right application based on the situation you with me one more time a wise person is a person who takes information makes the right application for that situation if the situation calls for you to shut up and be quiet, then that means your wisdom is seen. Come on, Brother Jay, By you shutting up and being quiet. But some of us, we just got to have something to say. There will be times in life where you need to know how to zip the lip. Let me tell you a truth I know. Watch this, sis. Let me tell you a truth I discovered. Just because you know the truth does not mean you have to share it. I know the truth about you. So what? You don't have to share it. I know some truth about you. Amen. Somebody, Amen. wise person. One more time, I want you to get it. Is a person that takes the information, makes the right application for the situation. Now, have you been like that all year? Don't you dare raise your hand, because you have not been like that all year. How many times you've had information and you didn't make the application? You sure not one thinking about the situation. Ah, but here's the foolish person. Foolish person is the person that takes the information and fluctuates with the application depending on how they see the situation. I thought that was good. You foolish when you got the right information and depending on how you feel is whether you're going to apply or not. Come on, we've all been there. You're going to make me go down that street. You've been foolish when you had money for the bill, but instead of paying the bill, which is, let's take a simple example, $5, you take three of those dollars and get you something to eat because you don't feel like cooking that day. So now you're going to borrow $3 because of the $5, because of the $3 you wasted to make the five to pay the bill. So now you paid the bill, but you're in debt with somebody else. Now you got attitude when they come to ask you about the money you (sighs) borrowed. Repeat after me and say this to yourself like you mean it and you ain't gonna never do it again. Point to self. Say self. I will no longer reroute my money for people who are not good with their money. I'm not taking from this to make sure you got that and I got to wait on you to give me that back so I can take care of this. No, 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 no. I ain't got it. Watch now. The foolish person takes the information, fluctuates with the application depending on how they see the situation. So uh, sometimes I may see it and do it and sometimes i depend on how I see it. How many times you had people say, well, I don't see it like that. Okay, well, I mean, you broke. I don't care how you see it. <laughs> I don't care how you see it, you broke. Uh, watch this. This is what we say. No, I'm not broke. I am in between blessings. Call it what you want. You broke. So in between, you ain't got no money. Right? You got to call it what it is and be honest with yourself. You got to keep it real with yourself. Watch this now. So Jesus tells the story. Watch what he's saying. He says now, if you do what I'm telling you, you liken to a wise man. I'm in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 29, through 28, New King James version. Watch what he says now. Therefore, who hears these sayings of mine, all that preaching and teaching he did, and does them, I'll liken to a wise man. We know what a wise person is. You take the information, you make the right application, you make the right application, you make the right application for the situation. Foolish person. You take the information and I'm going to fluctuate. Uh, come on, you know what fluctuating is. It, it, it's like those people you know and you say this to them. Now listen, let me tell you before we go in her house. I don't know how she's going to be today. She may want to talk. She may not. She may open the door. She may not. That just Come on, brothers. We get there. Now listen, before you go over to his house, let me tell you right now, he's going to Fluctuate. Foolish person fluctuates with the application depending on how they see the situation. So watch what Jesus is doing now. Huh? He says, I'm back in uh, back in verse uh, 25. Now I'm back to verse 25. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall for it was founded on a rock. That is Jesus' very practical description of the wise person. When the storm came, the wise person was still standing. Watch what he does. Now, he's very practical teaching. Now, that's those who heard it. Watch me, Cammy. Those who heard it and made application, you're going to stand when the storm comes. Verse 26. But everyone who hears those sayings, these sayings of mine. That means Jesus is keenly aware, Rodney. Some people are going to hear it. Some people ain't. And he does not mean hearing with the ear. Let me give you hearing. Hearing is, here it is, Watch the, write this down, just how you know people hear, hearing you. Hearing means to receive so I can understand. You hear me when you receive what I'm saying, you understand it. Right. How many times you say to your kids, parent, did you hear me? And they say, yeah. And the reason why you're asking if they heard you Because if you heard me, why you ain't doing what I said? Because to hear means to receive. Boy, I'm teaching good. Receive and understand it. Right? He says, watch this, Felicia. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, who are you comparing them to? They will be likened or compared to a foolish man. How do we know the foolish man? He built his house on the sand and the rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew, beat on the house and it fell. And it was great fall. And great was his fall. Verse 28. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. So for verse 29, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So they've been getting all this teaching from the scribes. But yet when Jesus teaches. Wow, he's got such authority they understood it, they could apply it, and they can share it. You know you're getting a good word wherever you go if you can understand it, so you can apply it, so you can share it. Amen. Time out for going to church. Say, oh, boy, that was a good word. What was it about? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> oh, you know, you ain't going to say, I don't know. You're going to say, uh, oh, well, he was talking about some houses and building them and wives, and you're all over the place. Watch this now. We know what the foolish person, we know what the wise person, they both built their house so they had money. They both heard the same word. They Neither one of them lacked understanding. They both could hear what was being said just like y'all could hear what's being said now. You can hear what I'm saying. You can understand what I'm saying. So what you do with it is going to determine if you're able to rock Steady. Because oh, okay. storms going to come and push you and you got to be able to rock. Come on. Got to be able to rock steady. You got to be able to stand with it. Watch this. Now. Herein lies the problem, y'all. Herein lies. The foolish man does not understand that there will be things in life that you have no control over. And I'm talking to somebody and that has been a challenge for you all year. There are some things you've been worried about, frustrated about, aggravated about. You ain't got no control over. Amen. You can't control how people are going to act, what they're going to say, what they're going to do. You can't and yet you're worried about it. For what? Amen. That shows foolishness on your part. Oh, I wish they would do right. I wish you would be better with money. I wish they would take. Now listen, listen to the verbiage. I wish he would do right. I wish she would do right. I wish he was better with money. I wish she was better with money. I wish she took her time. I wish he. You worried about everybody but you. And people going to do. Oh, so you know that. Mm. But yet you worry and beat yourself up about stuff you already know. Watch what happens, though. The foolish man did not get into the storm because he was a fool. Nor was the wise man, stay with me, exempt from the storm because he was wise. Touch your neighbor say, neighbor. neighbor. Storm's going to come. Oh, yeah, I don't care how much words you know, how much money you got. Storms are a part of life. Come on, some of you been through something this year. Some of you may be going through it now. Storms are part of it. Can I give you three short things you do you need to know about a storm? You can't prevent it. Remember this because you're going to face them. If you haven't, they're coming. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me give you the shocker. Even in the new year, they're going to be some storms. Right? Yeah. In 2020, you're going to go through some storms. That's part of life. You can't prevent storms, you can't pause them. Hold up, storm. Let me get myself together. Mm-mm. So, what can I do? All you can do in a storm is prepare. And so let's just say today I'm giving you, Dr. J, uh, uh, storm warnings. All right. I'm your meteorologist. Storm coming. Prepare yourself. And some of you are going, well, I don't see it. Don't look like it. How many of you got caught up in the situation because it didn't look like it was? Uh-huh. Don't matter how it looked. Come on. You dealt with some people and there was a storm brewing in them, but you didn't see it because it was too late. And can I, oh, God, can I tell you why you didn't see it? Because you didn't prepare yourself. Storms come. It's part of life. Watch. He said, and that's that's what messed the foolish man up. He didn't think a storm was going to come. What do you do when a storm comes? Here it is. The choice is yours. Now, I want you to listen very carefully to what happens. Watch watch how Jesus, the master teacher, shows the correlation between the wise and the foolish man in only two verses. Jesus is going to show us today The correlation between the wise and the foolish man or how they're opposite based upon two verses. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Verse 25. It's the common thing they both go through, but the results are different. Parents, it's like you having two children, you love them the same, you treat them right, you do, and one decides to do this, the other one decides to do that. Stop beating yourself up. If you did your part, then that's your part. And I think a lot of times we get upset and and disarray because we've done our part and we think at some place down the road that we did something. When you've done your part, that's your part. You raise them to leave, not to stay. Oh, boy, let me get out of that. All right, here we go. Verse 25, watch the correlation now, because what I'm about to tell you in 25 and 27 happens to boatmen. Here's the first one. Verse 25, and the rain, what? Amen. Verse 27, and the rain, what? Amen. Now, here's what I know about rain. Good decisions, but rain comes in seasons. That's why they call it the rainy season. Rain makes things damp. There will be times in life. That your life will be damp. Being laid off, that's damp. That's a rainy season. Passing of a loved one, that's a rainy season. Financial hardship, that's a rainy season. Physical ailments, that's a rainy season. Rain is when water comes from the sky and makes everything it touches damp. You follow me? Wet, damp. That's the rain. And the Bible says both of these men experience rainy season. Watch something else it says. Verse 25 again. After the rain descended, the floods did what? You see that? Verse number 27. The floods did what? We're going to go back and forth between those two. Now, watch this. Two men, both got money, both heard the same word, both got the same information, both experienced the same storm, and both of them experienced the rain. Both of them experienced a damp season. Both of them also experienced what's after the rain, the flood. Now, watch with this. A flood happens, watch this, as a result of rain coming down and the earth being so damp that it can't absorb the new rain falling. a flood comes as a result of rain coming down which happened first watch this and the earth being so damp it can't absorb the new rain a flood happens because there's here it is let me put it where you can get it a flood happens when there's too much coming at one time can anybody testify that oh when too many things happen at one time it's a flood Now it starts to rise because it's too much. The earth can't handle or that area can't handle all of this happening at one time. So it begins to flood. And the flood happens because it's too much falling at one time. Y'all, it's coming so quick that after the rain has fallen, this water still stays there. Repeat after me. A flood is when too much comes too fast, too soon. Okay, let me tell you how you know you've been through a flood. When everything hits you at one time. This breaks, that breaks, they lay you off, the checks ain't coming. This just too much at one time. And before you know it, you're in a storm. Now, watch this because I'm almost done. Watch this now. Two men, both got money, both built the house, both had to deal with rain both have to deal with flood but watch we ain't finished up back to verse 25 not only did the rain descend the floods came the bible says the winds ooh, ooh. now not only is everything in my life damp not only is too much happening at one time but the winds blowing now what is the what is the significance of the winds blowing the purpose of the winds blowing watch this is when things are coming in your way things are coming in your life and you don't know where they're coming from, but you know when they get there. I'm teaching better than you looking. Winds coming. You don't know where they came from, but you know when they're there. You ever had winds happen? You get a report, your health is this. You get it, and you're like, Well, I've been feeling so good, and I that's the winds coming. Both of these men experience the rain. Both of these men experience. The flood. And then both of these men experience the wind. Now, the Bible says the winds blew and beat on that house. The rich, the foolish man house and the wise man house because they both rich. Stay with me. The wind beat upon your house no matter how good it looks. And on my house, how bad it looks. The rain, the storm came to both of us. The difference is what do I do when the storm comes? And I'm trying to give you this storm warning because they're coming. I know you want to shout and get excited, but that's a get excited by the fact you know how to deal with it when it comes. See, that's a big difference in having a problem than knowing what to do when you get it. And let me tell you something so good about God. God has the solution before you even get the problem. That's why you go to him first. Watch what happens now. So I said, Lord, I said, now, wait a minute, because they're both rich. They both got a house, they both got the rain, they both got the flood, they both got the wind. And I'm saying, Lord, why don't you do like the weatherman and let us know when it's coming? I think that's a legitimate question. You know, and if you like me, say, oh, Lord, why you didn't give me a warning? Why you didn't send me an email, a text, a slide in my DM, give me a tweet, give me a snap? So, Lord, why you didn't let me know? Come on, I know I ain't by myself. You ever been through something and say, Lord, why you didn't tell me this was coming? Yeah. I could have better prepared for it. Come on, I know, come on, don't, don't think like that with me, with your mind, I got you. Look, how do you deal with it? Why didn't he tell you that they were going to leave? Why he didn't tell you that they was going to lay you off? Why didn't he tell you that this person was going to act as, why didn't he tell you that you wasn't going to have enough money to do it, and now you're going to be in debt? Why didn't he tell you? And I said, Lord, well, why, why? Why you don't tell us ahead of time so we can be better prepared? And I'm just going to read to you what God said to me. God said, tell the people like I'm telling you. I did prepare you. I said, well, how you did that? He said, I gave you my word. Every Sunday you came, every Wednesday you came. Maybe those times you hit and miss, you got my word. What did you do with the words you heard? Not only did you get my word, I gave you the bishop to teach it to you so you could understand it. Did you not understand what he said? Was it not clear? Well, I gave you those examples. He said, and if that wasn't enough, watch this. I've given you past victories to look back upon. I've given you times in your life when I brought you out of stuff. Why you just didn't remember what I did before? And the reason why we get into stuff again, because we forget what he did before. Let me tell you something I know. He's the same God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's the same God. If he did it before, he can do it again. You've been broke before. This ain't your first time. It should be your last time, but this ain't your first time. You've been sick before. He healed you, helped you before. You've been hurt before he's helped you. You've been brokenhearted. You've been upset. You've been, And he did it again. Yeah. <sighs> you know, one of the things, of many things I love about God, you ready for it? The father. I like to call him father because that speaks better to relationship. How many times do you hear people say, oh, God. Now, you can say that and don't even know him. But when you say, oh, father, that means you've got relationships. You've got to remember that uh, he wants to help you. Here's, Here's the thing I love about the father. You ready? Don't forget this. And you all are living proof that he does it. You ready? The father, God in heaven, is a repeater. He has no problem repeating himself. Can I prove it? He woke you up yesterday. Guess what he did this morning? Repeated himself. Okay. He woke you up last year. Guess what he did again this year? Repeated himself. He's a repeater, and you don't ever want him. This is what we say Don't make me repeat. I'm so glad you ain't the father. Because we couldn't survive if he stopped repeating himself. Oh, forgive me for what I did. He'll repeat, he'll do it again. Now, that does not erase the consequences. Let me just throw that in. God repeating himself does not erase the consequences bad decisions brings bad consequences and even in the consequences watch how good the father's been even in the consequences he didn't let him be too much where you can deal with it oh you ought to be excited thank you lord for not allowing it here we go here's your shout thank you god for not allowing it to be as bad as it should have been I've done some stuff and it should have been far worse. You should have been in the hospital longer. You should have been in jail longer. You should have had more than one unwanted pregnancy. You should have been strung out on drugs. You should have lost your mind by now. But thank you, Father. It's not as bad as it could have been. I know you don't like the way it is, but it's not as bad. Because Big Mama was right. There's always somebody in worse shape than you. You don't believe me? Go to the hospital. There's some people wish they can be in church right now. Amen. I mean, wish I'm talking about with aches and pains and everything. Yet you here and you ready to go. You tired. You frustrated. You go listen. God has been good to all of us. Eyes to see, ears to hear, legs to walk. You know who you are. You know where you are. You can feed yourself. That's a blessing. And so he repeats himself. He, 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 you've been hurt before. He'll repeat. He'll take care of you again. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. I am trusting God, am trusting my, God. Father, my father, to do, to do it again. Verse 27. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The foolish man's house did not fall because he was foolish. It fell because it was built on the wrong foundation. That's the only reason. Not because I'm a fool, but it was built. And and here's how you can spot a fool. Not because they come to church. Not because they read the Bible. Because you can be a fool and do all that. Preach the word. You can be a fool and do all that. Okay. Let me help you. I was talking to... uh, uh yeah i guess he'd be the middle son. i was talking to my middle son yesterday on the phone lives in texas and uh we were going back and forth about some things and he said to me he said uh what he don't like and things is things he don't like and i said son long as you're able to do what you need to do don't worry about the other stuff and a lot of times parents help me with this A lot of times children hear you, but they just dismiss it because, like, yeah, I hear you, but can I prove it? You've done it. When you were child, yeah, mama, you don't know. So I said, son, let me help you with this. I said, whenever you get on a plane, you all can attest to this. If you've ever flown on a plane before, when you get on a plane, here's some stuff you don't care about. You don't care if the pilot beats his wife. You don't care if his credit bad. You don't care if he's alcoholic. You don't care if he's sick. You don't care if he got high blood pressure, he got cancer. You don't care if his nerves bad. You don't care about none of that. Here's proof you don't care about it. You don't board the plane and say, hi, can I speak to the pilot? Are you feeling well today? How's the family? How's your credit? (laughs) (laughs) You know why? And I want you to use that same thing when you come and you hear the preacher. Because all you need to know is that he can get you up and bring you down safely. All the in between, the turbulence, mm Long as I get to my destination safely. And if you like me, when you board that plane, you're going to pray to God like you never prayed before. Father, in the name of Jesus, you take the wheel. You got his eyes. You keep his mind because I need to get to where I got to go. And yet, many people come to the church and want look at everything else about the preacher. Well, he this, he that. He got this, he got that. Does he get you? to where you need to go because if somebody helping me that's where I want to be come on you don't go nowhere if it's gonna hurt you you don't go to the beautician if she's gonna jack your hair up, and you gonna let her know how you feel you may not even pair and that's a temporary situation you don't go to the bar, and I don't care how cool y'all are. You dap him up and all that. was up with your brother? Oh, is everything good. If he mess your head up, you got a problem. And you don't care how many people in there, the kind of music they play, the kind of talk. As long as they take care of what they need to take care of, you good. Let me set some of y'all free today. Let me set you free today. The reason why you been through, you been through what you have been through and God didn't tell you. Because it didn't matter. All that stuff you've been through, he never told me they was going to do this. Or he never, because it don't matter, because he already sees the end from the beginning. He knew he would get you to this point. And ain't no devil in hell stop you from getting to this point. Doctors visit, hospital visit, relationship problem, financial you still here. And I want you to be like the wise man who was rock, steady. Song came that he was, winds blow. Come on, rain descended. You can stand when you take the information. You make the application, the right application for the situation. Watch what happens now. Back to the text. Now here's something I don't know if you paid attention to. Let's look at those two verses again. I want you to pay attention to the verbs. I'm going to take you to English class. I'm not going to ask who knows what a verb is. I want you to take, pay clotheful attention, thank you, minister, to the verb. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. Listen, to Listen to the verb. Now, well, I got to take you to English class. I was a sub, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was a substitute. My, my nerves got bad. I couldn't take it. You know. No, really, I had kids uh, call their parents on me and And that's because they thought i talked to him harsh i made him get out of the class i made her uh, uh, put this down and stop passing notes you know all those little trivial things we do and uh i want you to pay close attention to the verb now a noun is a person place or thing a noun is a person a place or a thing a verb describes the action of the noun. Noun, I am bishop with a glass of water in my hand. Verb, I am bishop walking with a glass. <laughs> you ready? Are you ready? Watch the verbiage. Same thing in verse 25 and verse 27. And the rain did what? Descend what? Did. Say the whole word. The rain descended. The floods did what? Came. The winds did what? That means it came but it didn't stay. Here's your shout. No matter how bad it is. It may come, but it don't come to stay. That's why you've got to stand strong on God's word. Because whatever comes your way doesn't come to stay. The Bible says, and this too shall pass. Now you tell me how something's gonna pass if it don't come. And all this time you've been running from problems. You can't run from them. Those of you who drunk and get drunk, those who drink and get drunk. Problems know how to swim. You know what I'm talking about. You smoke or get high. Problems know how to fly. If you like to travel and move, problems know forward and addresses. So you can't run from them. What do you do? Resolve them. And I don't know who I'm talking to And this has been a year of your running. You ought to be tired. Your legs ought to hurt. Your body ought to be worn out from running from stuff. Just face it, stand still. Listen, neither one of these men could stop this flood. They stood there and had to deal with it because of the choices they made. Part of our problem is we don't want to wait. We want things to happen right away. And I'm telling you, if you learn to wait, you make it through. Now, I, I, I wasn't trying to shout to you. I want you to leave here thinking, because you always got a choice, and that's why you pray before you make the choice. Because some choices you make, people ain't gonna like. Okay. <laughs> you know how you find out who's on your side, who really got your back? Pay attention to how they act when they can't have their way. Pay attention when you tell them no, watch how they act. Do they fall out? Stop coming around to you? Stop talking to you? Because that's what foolish people do. You need to understand the situation. So a little experiment. You want to be wise? Learn to wait. No, really, I mean, learn to wait. Because it's all a process. You can't rush the process. Who am I talking to? You can raise your hand in your mind. You've been trying to rush the process. You can't rush the process. So what do I do when all this year and I'm dealing with stuff and I'm going through stuff and I'm tired of it? And I know you're saying it's a process. What do I do? What's going to keep me strong in the midst of the process? I tell people I work out with that it's a process. You ain't going to lose all the weight today. You didn't gain it all the day. But I gained a lot of weight real quick because, yeah, you're going to get bigger before you get smaller quicker. I said, and a good reason for that, because bad food is cheaper. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. 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 Right. You ain't going to get two for one kale salads for a dollar. <laughs> Show me where it's at. I'll go there today. Where can you get two for one kale salads for a yeah. dollar? No. Oh, but I can take you away and get the two for one special, three for five or two for five. 24 hours you got to learn the way it's a process here's my point i'm done <sighs> how do i deal with it when it's a process please hear me good here's what you got to do hold on to the promise okay watch this lady clark Because the devil satan Beelzebub, lucifer is not gonna mess with you as regards to the promise because god made that he can't fool with that he can't stop the promise you know what he does he attacks your process You don't need to keep doing this. Ain't nobody watching. Ain't nobody paying attention. You ain't losing no weight. Ain't nobody encouraging you. You ain't getting no money. That little bit of money you putting in the bank don't make no difference. It's the process that he attacks. And every time he attacks your process, you better claim a promise. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He promised to supply all my needs according to his riches. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will not lean to my own understanding. I will acknowledge him in all my ways. He will direct my paths. I once was young. Now I'm old. I've never seen a righteous forsaken. No, his seed begging for bread. You've got to have some promises to stand on. Everything else is going to leave you. Why do you think you get upset when people break their promise? My grandson who is not here is notorious for reminding me. Of what I promised him. And they will hold you to it. Anybody can testify you got children. No people that's going to hold you to your promise. They're going to remember when you can forget. Can I tell you something? God your father is a promise keeper. Everything he said to you he's going to do it. You've got to hold on to the promise. Here's our problem. We let the process trip us up. Well, if you're going to bring me over there, why is it so hard over here? Because I'm trying to teach you something so when you get over there, you know how to handle it. Yes, you. Are you wise? Or are you foolish? The choice is yours. What you going to do? What you going to do? Don't tell me about all the people and what they're doing to you, but what you going to do? Final statement. You know, I got to have three closes. Here's my... And I ain't got no clock, so I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm done. Told you this before. It warrants me to say this the last Sunday of the year. I promise you on, I mean literally, on everything I love. Let me go old school. I promise you before the Lord Jesus, (laughs) if you just do these two, life will immediately get better for you. I promise you this. Like George Zimmer from Men's Warehouse, I guarantee it. If you just do these two things, you ready? I told you before, some of you may have it written down, some of you may have forgotten. But you can't just have it written on tablets and pads and and phones. You got to have it written in your heart. Because people will teach you how to treat them. You ready? And all you got to do in every situation in your life, watch, watch it, mother, accept and adjust. What do you mean? Accept the fact that things ain't going to go your way. Accept the fact that some people ain't going to lie like you. Accept the fact that some people are going to lie to you. Accept the fact that some people are going to let you down. Accept the fact that people are going to hurt you. That's what Jesus did. He accepted it. He knew Judas was going to betray him. And Jesus, Jesus handled it right. Because all Jesus had to do was make the adjustments. Accept. And adjust. Can I prove it to you real quick? He knew Judas was going to betray him. And the night before he was crucified, watch what he does. Watch what he does. He gets all the all the disciples there. Last supper, he gets all the disciples there. He's get ready to leave. And watch what he says to them. He says, "One of you here, he is going to betray me." Now they had been with him all this time, three and a half years. Jesus was preaching and teaching. Judas had been with him all the time. When he gave power, Judas got power. When he healed, Judas saw him healing. When he saved, Judas saw him save. Open blind eyes, Judas saw all that. And he didn't put Judas on blast like we do. And he knew it. He accepted that. washed the adjustment. He says, one of you here going to betray me. Of course, uh, Peter, big mouth, nudges John, read it. Ask him which one it is. Read it. Read it, read it. Listen. Peter asked John. Now, the best way I can give you John, it ain't appropriate, but it's the best picture I can give you. If you're old school like me, you remember your mom used to have that big picture of the 12 disciples on that that wall, on that piece of carpet. Come on, you remember that. And the disciples sitting at the table, all of them. And you got one of them leaning on Jesus. That was John. The loving disciple. So Peter says, watch us cool, smooth Peter. Peter say, John, you close with him. You the loving one. Holler at your boy and hex him. Holler at Jay and say, Jay, check this out. Which one of these no good cats going to let us down? I'm paraphrasing just so you can get the. And so John wants to ask him. And Jesus says, watch this. The one who dips with me is the one. He dips. Judas does. Jesus says, watch now because he's accepted it. He's accepted it. He's the betrayer. Watch what he says. Watch the judgment. He says, do what thou must do. Do it quickly. He tells Judas, partner, I know why you was here all the time. And now that I've I've, I've accepted it, but for the sake of those who are here, go do what you got to do because I got me. I'm going to be good. They're going to be all right as long as they stay with me. Go do what you must do quickly. Watch this. Read it. After he does that, watch the adjustment. Jesus says, now, a new commandment I give to you. When you make adjustments you change the way you think and if you change the way you think that's gonna make you better watch this and when you better you make people around you better he says a new commandment i give to you by this all men will know you my disciples by the love you have for one another that's my time god bless you